Hey, welcome to Iron Hill Ministries Podcast. I'm Stephen McWhorter with... Joel Gertis. Oh, yeah. That was better rhythm. That wasn't great. We could have done... I'm just kidding. We're, we're done. <laughs> no redos. You don't get any redos. Anyways, uh, we're excited today. We're just going to kind of talk a little bit. We, we had a really crazy uh, week last week, very busy around here, and uh, so we, we took a week off from podcasts and everything, so we're... Glad to be back in here, um, spending time with each other and with you guys. And so we were just praying about some stuff we felt like the Lord was putting on our heart, and we wanted to share it with you guys, and really we wanted to discuss the topic of the joy of the Lord. And um, that sounds very general, but I believe it's super important um, right now for us to talk about. And, you know, as we were talking about this, there's been some things, even for us personally and I think this applies to everybody and in ministries and in life, you know, the ability to set and let the Lord give us his perspective and see what he's really doing and learn to enjoy it. Right. (laughs) I don't mean like, you know, we've got to always feel 100% great, but learn to stop and enjoy what God is doing. Um, Smell the roses. Oh, there you go. Stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Um. You know, I was, this morning, I was, this week, really, I was reading Galatians 5, and, you know, I was paying attention to the fruit of the Spirit, and the fruit of the sinful nature, too, like the, the, the difference between the two, and how one is totally opposed to the heart of God, and one of the first ones that I see in the fruit of the Spirit is love and then joy. Joy is the second one, and then peace and patience and kindness and all these, but the joy of the Lord, it's like it's supposed to be uh, the fruit of the Spirit of my life. I'm supposed to see it, and we're all supposed to see it. And I know, you know, as Joel will talk about this too, that I think I can really relate to this because, you know, from even for us, from a, from a distance, people can look at some things that are going on with us and go, man, that's amazing. You guys should be so excited excited and full of joy you know and uh it's you know and it's true we should and we catch ourselves not really setting and enjoying it yeah i think there's something internally that a lot of us uh have in common and that is um some somewhere rooted in us just the human nature i think we're waiting for the ball to drop Hmm. like it's too good to be true. Yeah. Um, I know many of you are aware that, you know, we're recording music here at the Iron Bell and uh, we're wanting to get this out to uh, the masses. So last week we were able to partner with um, some really cool people and do a bunch of video work centered around our songs. And um, <laughs> my wife just asked me, she says, are you really enjoying this? You should be really excited. You should really be enjoying this. And I like, there was something in me. Some part of it is like half, half of my um, response was, I'm just really tired. <laughs> that's part of it. I'm a 41 year old dad and I'm working full time. And I'm also trying to um, uh, make time for this and room for this. But her word was really good and timely where I needed to uh, sit back and say, God, thank you yeah. for this. Yeah. Um, even as we were preparing, you were moving around here in the studio and I was just thinking with him and I was just thinking, I think something in me just sits and, and, um, is so accustomed, uh, especially in the, the past four or five years, 
on waiting for the dream. Mm-hmm. Some, you know what I mean? Waiting for it to come that, um, then it starts to come and you're like, I don't know what else, to, I don't know how to respond to this thing because I'm just, I've been living in anticipation for so long. It transitioning from anticipation to mm-hmm. receiving is hard. Wow, that's good. <laughs> Did that make oh, sense? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you I've know, lived in anticipation for so long, and then some of it starts coming. I'm like, but it's coming in doses. So it's like, it's not the fullness of the thing yet. So just kind of like, how do I receive what has revealed itself right now? Right. And you know, I think for, that's a really good way of looking at that. It's something I never thought about. It's like, I'm so used to anticipating a thing. And we are all so used to anticipating a thing that we desire we hope to see in our lives and when the lord starts to do it we don't know how to just enjoy it we only know how to anticipate things right and and want things to happen so we don't we're really not very good well some of us i won't say all (laughs) there's some people i know that are very good at being joyful makes me sick (laughs) but there are some people that are so good at being joyful and i do i do look at those people and go man why can't I do yeah. that? What is going on here? But you know, the thing about it is, is it's like, God is teaching me something. He's saying that's for you. Mm-hmm. That's for everyone that knows me. We are just not good at letting ourselves enjoy what God is doing. And that sounds very simple, but it's true. We're not good at letting ourselves enjoy what God is doing, enjoying him. And, and sometimes we're so used to that critical spirit that comes on us that we don't even know how to stop and go, wait a minute. What am I critical about at all? Why am I not sitting here going, God is good and enjoying what he's doing in my life? And, uh, yeah, I was just going to add yeah. uh, verse 25 for, uh, so it's right after the fruit of the spirit line. And it says, if, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, um, envying one another. And, you know, my wife, uh, her name's Toby and she just, came to me last week said you should really be enjoying this aren't you excited allow yourself to be excited well part of the fruit of the spirit is learning how to rejoice with one another Mm. and then also probably picking up on the fact that hey you're not rejoicing in this great thing that god's doing right now um and that's there's a problem with that now it doesn't mean that we're um we're not patting ourselves on the back we're just rejoicing in what god's done but really allowing ourselves like we've opened a present on our birthday to be so grateful yeah, and be like overwhelmed and just say, and have those words to say, I'm really grateful for this moment. I'm going to soak this up. I'm literally going to let my emotions um, respond as well. Cause yeah. I can be so stoic <laughs> when mm-hmm. people are giving me gifts and I don't want to like overreact. And God's like, it's okay to do that sometimes. Yeah. Tell your face you're happy, Joe. <laughs> Tell your face you're happy. <laughs> um, you know, though, it's true. It's like, uh, I, I feel like people, though, hear that, you know, you go, well, here we are, you know, in life in general. You know, you wake up and there's the work and there's just life and kids and stuff. And we catch ourselves not stopping and enjoying that. And we say, yeah, that's hard. But if I had whatever's going on with you and me, Joe, mm-hmm. or someone like that, or somebody that we think is where we want to be, we think, well, if I had that, I'd be joyful. Well, we're here to tell you that even when those things come, sometimes you can be really bad at enjoying it. And it's that's kind of good because it lets us know that the root mm-hmm. problem is not the circumstances. The root of it is not just that if my circumstances were this, then I would be joyful. 
That is not the equation. It doesn't work like that. Am I able to be joyful in the Lord wherever he has me? Am I able to stop and let him shift my perspective to see what he has done and what he is doing instead of just what I wish was going on? If I can stop and let myself go, God, what are you doing? What have you done? Thank you for it. I love you. I can't believe what you're doing. You're amazing. I need I need to start letting him shift my heart and my perspective in life. And I don't want to give the impression that we just sit around bah humbugging everything going on. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, it's the human condition. To, Eeyore. To, yeah, to Eeyore. <laughs> We're not really doing that. But it, it, I do catch myself. My wife does the same thing with me. She's like, you should be thanking God. This is amazing. And you should be waking up saying thank you. God, I love you. And, and not what's next and what's around what's the corner. Next. This morning, even on my ride to the Iron Bell, I was going, God, man, that what's next thing is really addictive. Right. And uh, you need to heal me of that because I need to not worry about what's next. You're You're here right now. You're everything. And whatever comes next, you're in it. And that's what makes it great anyways. <laughs> it's interesting. Somebody uh, told me years ago, like the devil wants to keep you either in your past or in your future, because mm. then you can't be effective right now. And you're like, just be in the moment, mm-hmm. be wherever you are. And that mm-hmm. just means be present, be aware, be with him, have this dialogue going. And there should be enjoyment in that. Mm-hmm. There really should be. So there's this, uh, look at chapter four in Galatians and look at uh, verse 27. I just glanced over at it because part of it is we can also have this joy even when there's not like a fulfillment at hand. And it says, rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear, break forth and shout, you who are not in labor (laughs) for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. And that's a confusing verse, but it's kind of like that confusing verse where Jesus said, you know, who's my, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Mm. And, um, that, um, those of you who have like, I think it's later on, even in, um, Galatians that talks about like, uh, those who have, um, you know, denied or left great things, even their, um, children or family for me will in this lifetime receive, um, their reward mm. and in the next mm. lifetime. Mm. And, but these, there's some, they're perplexing verses where you're like, wow, I can have joy despite my circumstances. And, um, that he actually tells the Baron to rejoice. Mm. That's, that's, that's an amazing verse. And that's comforting to me that he says, you know what? Um, I want you, it's like, that's actually like a war plan. It really is a war plan, like a battle plan where you're like, you feeling down, start rejoicing. Hmm. And I don't know if, if, if you're like me, um, you'll probably look at something like that and think this is probably going to come out pretty inauthentic because if I feel down, if I feel barren, if I feel like there's a dry place and I try to rejoice, it's gonna, it's gonna, yay! And you got, you got, you got your like little uh, party favors, and you're like, you know, whoop e, whoop e. Yeah. But it's like, um, I think even in that adoration journey that we've talked about for so long, just learning how to adore God through prayer, it took me really two or three weeks of just constantly doing it um, and feeling inauthentic for it to really break through and become authentic where the Holy Spirit paired with his word in me and saw my commitment to try to adore him, even though it felt fake, you know? And then he's like, I'll bring it. I'll bring it. So like my encouragement to anybody that's listening is like, if you're in a barren place, rejoice and and keep doing it. If you're in a place where you just received um, part or 
part of your promise or your full promise or whatever to feel like these things that you feel like God's wanting to do in you, part of your destiny, your purpose, yeah. rejoice. So, so rejoicing and being glad are um, not optional things, and they're supposed to be um, constant in our life to, regardless of circumstance. Yeah, because you know, at the heart of anything that we go after in our lives <clears throat> is this a desire to know to seek after joy because you know i mean you 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 and i think if i have this man i'm really that's gonna really what's it gonna do i don't know <laughs> it's like right we don't even stop to think <laughs> about if i it. just had this car mm. this house yes. this home this relationship you'll have what joy and peace maybe i mean do we even stop to think what is it that we're actually after here right it's the joy of the, it's the joy of the lord we want to it's the good things that god like you know, at the heart of it, it's that desire for what God really wants for us. And in that is his joy. Well, I could enjoy that anywhere, whatever part of life I'm in. You know, um, if I'm, you know, it doesn't matter if I've got a record deal, if I'm this or that, or if I'm pumping gas, you know, it's like if I'm experiencing the joy of the Lord, that's all I was really wanting in the first place because Mm -hmm. people that are famous that have all these things that we think we want and all this, many of them don't know joy at all. And that's still the thing they're longing for deeply. And uh, I mean, the money's good, but anyway, (laughs) yeah, but we all, what, 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 what it reveals is are these real insecurities in us. And I was like, it just reveals to me when I'm really desiring a thing, mm. an object, or some sort of shift. Yeah. Other than him, it's like I really don't have my trust placed in him. Mm. I'm not finding my satisfaction in him and him alone. And I was talking to a guy this morning here, and he was talking about a trip he took to um, Africa where he actually got to meet one of the children he sponsored. And he said, I'm in this 300-square-foot mud hut. You can't even see your hand in front of your face. Mm. And... Uh, um, I'm with their whole family and they're just, mm-hmm. they're just full of the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it was getting time for them to kind of depart from the trip. And he's like, find it really hard to, to leave these guys. Cause he really connected with them and felt like family. Mm-hmm. And he just had his hands on his knees and he's talking to the little boy and there's a translator there. And he says, you know what we share in common? We love Jesus. But he said, the boy could look in my eyes and saw pity mm-hmm. and and, you know, I had, he goes, I had tears in my eyes and he's, and the boy, um, told him, you don't need to worry about me. I get to sleep next to my father every night. There you go. And you're like, what is it that we prize? What, what is it that brings joy? And, um, it's amazing that a little boy can say, I have everything I need because yeah. I get to sleep next to my father every yeah night wow. and he said he went to his knees and then they laid hands on him and prayed for him he said oh, i didn't want to leave he said it was the most magical <clears throat> heavenly experience i'd ever had and it's like wh- where do we find contentment where do we find joy and gladness and a lot of times i know especially in north america we are so wealthy mm. we are so um we have so much at our disposal and it's like how do we get past that and live in a place where it's like you know what I'm going to put myself in a place where I'm dependent upon God. Yeah. I'm dependent on um, Him satisfying my soul, yeah. my heart. And it's really our soul that needs satisfying. And guess what? It's not going to satisfy our soul, the things of this earth. Yeah. Right? So it's like, how do we stay in that place, especially in such an affluent culture? So, you know, as I was thinking about this, you know, the whole thing that God is doing, I feel like, with this joy thing is there's a part of us... The, a deep part of of us 
that he wants to heal. It's not just about bringing us into this new big thing. That's mm-hmm. exciting. I mean, that's, he, that's good. But every time he moves you in any season, it's about your character. It's about shaping you into being more like him so you can love people better. So you can be him better. <laughs> right. And so I feel like there's this deep part of us that he's trying to heal when he reveals this joy thing. Right. It's not just so that we can be annoyingly joyful people everywhere we go. <laughs> I don't have to be exu- like obviously exuberant for me to be joyful. Mm-hmm. I can be content and have the peace and joy of the Lord of my life. And I want that more than I realize now at this point in my life as I keep getting to these things that have been lifelong dreams of mine and seeing them come to reality. I'm realizing the thing I really just want is to learn how to enjoy where I am. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in Luke 17, there's this passage I read uh, the other night that really stuck out to me. And uh, in it, it's these 10 lepers. And 10 of these lepers, they're, they're crying out to Jesus, say, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them. He said, Go, show yourself to the priest. And they went, and they were cleansed of their leprosy along the way. One of them, only one, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praising God, he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. And then it says that Jesus said, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? <laughs> Has no one returned to give glory to God except for you? You know. And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. And I feel like God was kind of, as I was reading this, I sensed this, this guy was able to come back and recognize who the source is. You know, not just that this thing happened and keep moving, but and come back and joyfully celebrate and thank God for what he did. And because of that, the Lord said, you know, your faith is huge. I believe there's a deeper healing that only comes in our ability or in us stopping and recognizing him as the source and stopping and recognizing him as the source and enjoying him and saying, I love you. Thank you. You're amazing. I don't, why even do this for me at all? You know, that I get to breathe air, you know, let alone get to play music for a living or whatever it is that you do, um, that, that the Lord has in his grace allowed us to be able to do. And I believe in that there's this deeper healing of our character and our destiny that the Lord wants to do when we learn to stop and turn and go, wow, thank you. I love you. This is amazing. You're so good. Yeah, I think there's a mixture uh, and a like a if people are looking for the pathway to gladness, it's not just like that. Uh, rejoice, O barren, and mm-hmm. just just rejoicing, but also I think there's uh, a solution for a lot of us is probably gratitude and thankfulness, and just going mm-hmm. to Him and say, well, "This is what you have already done for me," and per- living in that perspective shift. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's let's pray for everybody yeah. and then uh, wrap this up. So, Lord, we're just so, we are grateful. We receive what you have done for us. Um, for those of us who are in a barren place, we just say we're going to rejoice through it. Even when there's tears, we're going to rejoice through it with you and just say you're the source of our, our uh, gladness and our joy. Mm. And for those who are like experiencing um, victories or fulfillment of your plan in their lives and you're they're seeing your purposes come forth um right now in this season that that they can receive that and enjoy that god we say you're the giver of good dreams that you're the giver of life you're the giver of joy that um just walking and being in your spirit produces fruit Hmm. and that you're about making us fruitful you you want us to be fruitful 
you're not withholding fruit from us. All we have to do is get in your presence and fruit is produced mm. because you've made us to be good trees. Yeah. Yeah, God, will you remove the lie <clears throat> that we should be miserable? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that we should be discontent about anything. Um, just remove that, God, from our hearts and minds, from anyone that's listening right now. Will you remove that thought that is not from you, God? Will you remove that? Will you let the, the, the fruit of the Spirit overwhelm their hearts and their minds, our hearts and our minds, that your love, your joy, your peace, your kindness, God, um, your gentleness, your self-control, um, all of these things, God, will you let them overwhelm our thoughts and our hearts, God? And I just say right now for the people that are in um, those places where things are going well, stop trying to make it a wilderness. <laughs> in Jesus' mm-hmm. name, we just say stop trying to turn it into a wilderness because it's not. And I just say in Jesus' name, I pray that the joy of the Lord, the God who is joy, uh, would just overwhelm your heart and mind. God, we love you for being the God that is joy. We love you that your word says that in your presence is joy everlasting, God. So we just want to live out of that place where we're able to stop and say, thank you, God. And like the the one leper who was healed, God, we want to come to you every single morning and say, thank you, God. You're so good. You're the source. We love you. Thank you, God. And we want to enjoy you. So let your joy just wash over so that your people, so we can start to become a fuller representation of who you really are in this earth. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that's it for us, the Iron Bill Ministry Podcast. Hope you guys have an amazing week, and we'll see you next time. Take care.